Well, hello there, and welcome to Further Every Day, the podcast where we explore current events through the lens of the Christian worldview. But as all uh, lenses have a prismatic effect, so does the Christian worldview. We're going to be dealing with this issue today from chairs. To my right, I've got Jennifer. Hello. How are you? On time as usual. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yes. If the podcast is late, it's it's, it's, it's my fault for, for not hounding everyone 30 times in the text message chat. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. But I thought don't, we said. Don't you know you have to fifth. herd cats? I have to herd cats. So if it's short today, uh, well, anyway. It's my fault. <laughs> Jennifer is going to be sitting in the chair of theology today. Yeah. And <laughs> doing a good job from there. Dealing with the reason why we believe what we believe. Uh, and to her right, we have Mr. Steve. Well, hello, Mr. John Arthur. <laughs> I thought I'd just yeah. trying out a new very, very radio, voice there. I don't know. Very radio personality. I like <laughs> I the radio voice yes. there. Let's, so let's all do radio Try out a new time. radio voice. And now presenting. <laughs> and that's no, not all I'll today. If you buy bridge, this, we'll include a free I think message. I'll stick with my Bridge City redneck voice. <laughs> but wait, there's more. But wait, there's myrrh. Oh, they brought gold, frankincense. But wait, wah, wah. there's myrrh. I had wah, to, I, I had to wah. inject that meme. Okay, so <laughs> this Mr. is falling Steve, apart. You're going to be sitting in the chair of. Well, let's see. There's quite a few open. I think I'll culture. Okay, I'll do some do culture. Good. That sounds then, good. And then uh, while we're warming the other two chairs, while we're waiting for everyone to get in. Uh, we can hop back and forth. Yours okay. truly will be sitting in the chair of philosophy today and, of course, warming the chair of economics because this is a fun issue. So uh, Mr. Steve actually brought these out. I'm not sure if you want to read that quote from Newsy.com that's in the uh, show map. I don't have your that no particular one there. Go ahead Let's and see. read that one quote. Today we're dealing with the issue of are we sourcing our materials in a godly way as a nation and as a people? We can say that we're anti-slavery, but if we're buying from people who are actively indenturing or at the very minimum abusing their people, as they are in the Democratic Republic of Congo and the People's Republic of China, I, I, I'll say that slavery really hasn't gone away. We've just exported it. Mm -hmm. So today we, we'd like to kind of take a look at that. And Mr. Steve's the one who brought it up. But for right now, we got this one uh, quote from Newsy.com. It kind of highlights the issue. All right. Um, in 2019, a U.S.-based NGO filed a lawsuit against Apple, Google, Dell, Tesla, and Microsoft, alleging that the corporations profited from child labor in their cobalt supply chains in the DRG, which is a Democratic Republic of Congo, or DRC, I'm sorry. But the tech companies argued that they did not knowingly benefit from cobalt mined by children. The class action case, which demands reparations, is still pending in American courts. Now, more than 70% of the world's cobalt is produced in the DRC. And they have a mining law prohibiting children from engaging in this mining. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, it, when we know how that works. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you don't know, you're not liable. If you intentionally ignore 
the claims, you're also not liable. And, and, and so let's start off with this. I, I want to start off with saying this. We're not against industry. Uh, Christians, as Christians, we have no problem with industry being industrious. We love the opportunity to create. We were born. We were made to create. However, we have a dominion mandate, and that needs to be balanced with conserving not only our land, the animals, but more importantly, the image bearers of God. And we're, we're, we're going to dig in a little bit to two of these documentaries, links in the description below, but uh, we're going to deal with how this is sourced. I just want to start, though, moving around the table. You know, at first blush, I really don't have a problem with child labor. Uh, I, I don't. Kids want, you know, I, I wanted to make money when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, theologically, though, what do you think we should have labor laws or do you think we should have issues more on abusing abusing that laborer? Well, just from memory, um, most of what I can think of that would apply to this is much more along the lines of abuse of labor, either not paying someone properly, uh, intentionally cheating someone. We've mentioned before using diverse weights and just kind of being in general dishonest in your business practice. Um, I totally agree. I think that there's definitely a way that you can have you can have kids participate. I mean, a lot of these third world countries, it would be probably more beneficial to have kids included in a in a safe and humane way, you know, rather than the parents have to go off to work and what do the kids do all day? Exactly. They, they get preyed upon most of the time. If it's not the company, then it's it's something else. Somebody else while the parents are not able to watch them. So some people, their 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 toenails are curdling here. But I, I want to move over to the chair of culture because let me be really clear here. Uh, when you don't have a good theology in philosophy, if you have something like child labor, what's going to happen cult, if you don't have a godly paradigm from which you're coming? Historically, what always happens to child laborers? Child labor ends up getting taken advantage of. Um, you end up with abuse, long hours. It, it, you know, either you end up with uh, trafficking of children, you end up with, you know, horrific things like sexual abuse of children because it gets done when you have children that are used in positions where you have adults that are overseeing these positions of children. It's an imbalance Advantage of power. is going to be taken care of because the power is there and children that are young fear adults because of the power structure that has been made. Now, of course, when you have a, a godly household that's being brought up where people understand how things are done you have respect where you respect your elders you understand you're going to come into a workplace and you're going to respect those because you understand the tier on how things work 
in the workplace. When you understand that whatever the person is, whatever the power imbalance is, by the way, this was a, there was a very similar argument made against women working because of the power imbalance. Some people would make that argument. If you have a godly standard of understanding that this person is an image bearer, and, and, and I, I know mm-hmm. we're talking about an international s- subject and we're starting off really basic, but let's build on it. When you're, when you're dealing with someone who you know is an image bearer, right, that changes the culture significantly, Correct. does it not? Now, you'll also have people that, you know, and here I am, I'm, I'm painting a picture of someone in a position of power that looks bad, but you also have people in positions of power that are good, mm-hmm. that have these high standards and would take care of these young people, but it never fails. It's not the people that are your supervisors that take advantage of them. It's the corporation and the way they set the power structure and the rules. When there's if you no want to keep your job, you got to do this. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, especially if you're overseas and you're working in China, what happens? If you don't toe the line, you lose your job. What happens then? You may not be eating. Correct. And that's what happens with no accountability. So I want to go to the philosophy behind the idea of child labor laws. If you have able-bodied men to work, why would you hire children? Let me go a step further. And you, you, you might be raising an eyebrow right now. Let's go a step further. What if the lives are so cheap that you can't replace the workers fast enough for them to grow up as it is in these cobalt mines? So I just want to lay that out there. I, you know, when you come from a country where the mining companies or from a country where lives to them are on the bottom of the totem pole. They don't think much about them anyways because their child labor laws are really bad. Okay, then they come to a country where people are even lower than that as far as they're concerned. Child labor and the lives of people don't mean much. Mm-hmm. And when people die in these these homemade type caves they're digging holes holes they're digging once people die in them and cave in they just close the hole up and they leave the people that's why you don't see dead bodies Mm -hmm. that's what happens why did they close the hole up and leave them tens and tens of millions if not hundreds of millions of dollars getting those chilean miners out when that cave-in happened a few years back it's almost a decade now a great movie about it with uh, Antonio Banderas. Good movie. Right. Uh, why do we do that? It's not because their their work would ever amount to that. It's because there's something precious in the, the life of an image bearer. Moving on to the chair of politics, I'm going to throw this at Jennifer, actually. Okay. What political remedies do we have for companies? So some people will say, well, but that's just in their country. That's just in China. Mm-hmm. That's just in, in the Democratic Republic of Congo. I can't help it if Microsoft goes over and sources their materials mm-hmm. from there. And that might be true, mm-hmm. 
but what can we do to those to those uh, uh, goods as they come in? What was a certain very bad orange man doing with that to Uh-oh. put pressure? Are we going to talk about tariffs? Please do. <laughs> no, no. Well, first, first I want to say that by and large, I think politics should be should not be the driving force behind this. I think we as individuals need to take a lot of responsibility for oh, knowing agree. what the products that we're buying are all about, what the companies are about, where they get the materials, things like that, which is very hard to do. Definitely not saying that I have done. I mean, I, I'm standing here with my smartphone. So, you know. Not a single laptop that I've ever owned has been cruelty free. Unlike your cheese in your, in your cruelty free burger. Along Stop with it. your cruelty Prius that was made on the backs hey, of people that you were. You got cruelty broccoli out there, man. When they go out and do all of this plowing to mm-hmm. make all of this mm-hmm. nice vegetables, mm-hmm. do you, you know what happens when they go out and repair the ground, right? Everything in the ground dies. Sure. Every worm, every mole, mm-hmm. every vole, everything. Sure. Have you ever seen a combine orc? No. Two, 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 two of my great uncles <laughs> got sucked into them, uh, and they didn't make it. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, but, yeah, but so, so yeah. I want to, I, I want to hone in here, home in here. Yes. If there are political uh, remedies for the situation. Mm-hmm. Is it is it in our best interest to look at that to punish countries that mistreat? More importantly, punish them in the trade because mm-hmm. that's really where they're speaking from. Sure, uh, it very well could be. Um, I have tried to educate myself on tariffs. There's a lot of information on both sides, and some people say that they really, really work and they can really benefit a country, and some people say that they're evil and like do you know? Of Satan and do you know? How our country was originally funded by tariffs. Wow! Because taxes, because taxes on the people mm-hmm. were not um, not constitutional. I mean, that's that sounds good to me. Just just hearing that, but um, I mean, just based on the the what I understand of tariffs, I I certainly think that they can be used appropriately. Point being, we, we have political measures, and we need to make sure that we're voting people in yes, that are working in that direction. Go, bouncing off the idea of it needs to be individualistic, I think when you get into the realm of child labor, that may be the time when it is appropriate for a government to, to pick up. Absolutely. Because I know that our government's job is is supposed to be to protect our citizens. But if we can... Why that, wouldn't that should extend as far as far as we can without um, uh, leading to the detriment of of its citizens? Moving, if that makes any sense. Kind of sliding with you over to the chair of economics for just a moment. Why wouldn't we exert our buying power to make conditions more feasible for people who are working for our benefit? Well, well the reason that we don't is because of convenience. I agree. I mean. And honestly, this is, is kind of reminding me of some of our talks about um, abortion and about um, the Jeffrey Epstein story, where we basically said something along the lines of, this is the most important story of the year, and people are making memes about it. 
I mean, people joke about, oh, oh, T-shirts from the sweatshop in China, you know. I make little, that joke all the time. Yeah, and we do. And it's just like a desensitization that we have about what really goes into some of these products and how bad it really is for not only the kids, but the other workers as well. But certainly if we really took the time to think about it. I mean, my goodness, you talked about the meat. What about the, the goofy documentaries about how cows are treated at the slaughterhouse? I mean, what if somebody made a documentary about where your iPhone is made? If we had, are all the hipsters gonna, you know, go to cruelty-free iPhones? That's that's actually so. gonna be a link in our in our description. Oh, it's hot. It's kind of hard. It's hot. It's kind of hard. It's, hot. it's difficult. Well, it's much easier to scream. And again, not coming from some high horse. Like I've I've got a bunch of technology. So when people say that America is evil because of slavery in the past. I will say that slavery in the past was evil, but get off your high horse. Mm -hmm. If you own anything electronic, and if you bought anything from Walmart, Target, or any other big box store, right. because 90% of that material is China made. And let me just come at the vegans real quick. Not all of them, just the ones that are incredibly rude. We're making it clear that we're not living up to our ideals when we're talking about this kind of stuff that's just a failing on our part it's 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 really hard to avoid but i'm also not beating someone over the head for mistreating a chicken so <laughs> i'm just when, saying when I'm, you're buying i'm not slave made iphones yeah i mean i am not being consistent with the standard that i'm setting here but neither are you and you're a hypocrite <laughs> let, let me be really clear slavery in the americas bad 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 China labor camps, at least the slaves had clean water that wasn't full of strontium, lithium, and we'll get to that story in a moment. But let's mm. watch ourselves carefully. If we had half the ire for the negative impact that China has had on its own people, that the Democratic Republic of Congo, by the way, working with China, they're selling out their own people. I'm not going to make any comments uh, uh, <laughs> to to China. Uh, that kind of activity, if we had half the ire that we did for that, as we did for our cruelty-free vegan sandwiches, you know what? Come come to the dark side, uh, vegans. We we want you on this, but we want you to go scream at uh, so, you know someone who's yeah. actually doing go, something go, evil. Go chain yourself to a factory in China. They're just going to blow right through you. That'll <laughs> <laughs> they're not really going to stop. They don't care. Not care. If we worried half as much, so you can go to a wet market and add it to the and list, and they will not care. Yeah. So child Some labor, knife wielding grandma is going to come out and slit your throat. Right. <laughs> Where does that come from? From China. <laughs> I mean, knife wielding listen, grandma. I'm just saying. Okay. They're scared. Okay. Ninja they, grandmas they, now. Uh, okay. So, I didn't say ninja. She got now, that big old meat cleaver to chop the heads off chickens. Live puppies. Yep. Y'all, yep. you, you ain't ready to go to China. You ain't ready to go to China. So speaking of China, uh, <laughs> there's a mining operation. Link in the description below for the full documentary. They have a very anti-capitalistic bent in this documentary that uh, Mr. Steve sent in. But uh, there is something to it. I mean, really, you mistreat your laborers like this and it's evil it's evil uh there were significant amounts uh, in some cases four to 
eight times the the leth what was considered a, a lethal dose of lithium, arsenic, strontium, not necessarily in that order, and many of the toxic uh, materials that are coming into the water from the neodymium mining operations in uh, Baotou, Baotou, China. Okay, I know oh, what you're no. uh, <laughs> Murdered that one. Oh, no. <laughs> this but is, that's okay. Well, I, I, I murdered that one, but not many as ne- not nearly as many as the mining operation murdered of the villagers. Wow. So right. I'm still, Boy, I'm you're still not good. Kidding there. If we're playing S- the game here, you want to know how many? To look, reason. Reason. <laughs> look up that <laughs> so, link. Um, the, 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 the village that's outside and they have a, it's a quite a few kilometers in diameter lake that they pour this material into. You, you, you don't understand where your solar panel comes from, where your, where your car battery for your Prius comes from for any, for any, for any car. When we're sourcing it from China, the, the mines in the Democratic Republic of Congo, again, links to some of these documentaries because the news doesn't want to talk about this so much. These are indie journalists who are who are actually doing what cnn pretended to used to do mm-hmm. where they go and go in down hole and they're looking at what these people are actually going through uh these folks are dying off from cancer some of the life expectancy in some of these villages is what 40 40 years maybe i mean that some of these people they're uh the babies, when they're born, they don't, they are so deformed when they are born, uh, big headed, uh, mouth formations with their limbs. Uh, one of the major problems with some of this is just large heads from some of this stuff. So it's just unreal. Again, you might come with, but that's their country. That's their culture. And actually, guess what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, but guess who's paying their check? Us. The American, the West. The West is paying the check for this to continue. And when these companies get a notice on this, by the way, these journalists and some of one or two of these journalists that are super belligerent, like... <laughs> Not actually helpful. Uh, I, I don't approve of some of their journalistic tactics, mm-hmm. but I, I will say good on them for at least having the gumption to go to these countries and try to do these things. And they're actually putting their lives on the line. In one case, a guy's running to get uh, water from a well that is in a restricted area. He could have been shot mm-hmm. to go get a sample. And that's where we get the strontium, arsenic, lithium sample from. So now that we've... And it, that was that was water out of their water table, mm-hmm. the water that they actually drink. That's not the lake, drink. right? Not the lake, the, their water table, three hundred mm-hmm. foot down. So, and again, I, I'm a very libertarian person, but one of the most common parts of that is you can't pee upstream. You can't pee upstream, nor can you. I thought cont- this was America. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> You can't you can't pee upstream. You have to take care of the people downstream. And so, just before I go around the room, I, I want to introduce Mr. Charlie. He just slid in. How you are you? Very surprised. I'm I'm like I'm running. I'm like sorry, stone Jim. man. Like I'm like I'm like shocked. No, oh, hold on here. Mike, give me a shaggy oh, response. No. You want you want to just you want to just scoop, no. Scoop I'm good. This? No no no. That that that'll it's, do. That'll it'll, do. it'll be good. We can hear you. 
How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. We caught him over there relaxing. (laughs) (laughs) His microphone It is is doing wild things today. Guys, we'll have a YouTube feed eventually because this would have been beautiful to watch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Glad to have you in here. Today, we're going to drop you in the chair of politics. That sounds great. So we're going to run around the room and just one more time... We've kind of already talked a little bit about this from a from a political standpoint, but I'll I'll throw it a different way in just a moment for you. But theologically, when people people will look at slave trade and they'll say, you know, slave trade of the Bible, you know, Bible approves slavery. Really quick, I want if you can one two that out of the way, and then two, go to what was the penalty for abusing an indentured servant, let alone a person for hire? Slavery in the Bible is not chattel slavery. It is very much like indentured servitude. People were in no way uh, considered property to the degree of of what you think of an American slavery. The penalty for mistreating your slave uh, varied from either you had to let them go to you were actually killed if you killed the other person. Um, if it was an Israelite, they couldn't be indentured more than seven years. There was a year of jubilee every seven years, and they were let go. Many people wanted to stay, and there was actually a rule for servants who wanted to stay with their masters. That's not a rule unless people are being treated very well. Very well. It's like a job. It's like a job with a boss. It, it, it It's a long-term contract with a seven-year release clause that you can... Yes, and and let me specify, so the seven-year release is for Israelites, but it's very explicit over and over again. I just finished reading the the Deuteronomy, the first five books of the Bible, and it's very clear whenever Israel is told to remember Egypt and Exodus, they're always told, you were strangers in that land, so treat the strangers in your land better than you were treated. Over and over, that point is hammered. So... That's yeah. nice. You just hit the stands with that one. Good Homer. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to how, how does the Bible lay out the treatment one, of your servants then? It does it, does this comport at all what we're seeing in China and Democratic no. Republic of Congo? No, not at all. I mean, n- not only are they not being paid appropriately, which is touched on in, in James, uh, a workman is worthy of his hire. No, so not not only are they being economically taken advantage of, but as we've touched on, their living conditions are deplorable. These companies are poisoning them with these chemicals in the water. Um, it's it's abuse. And you got to remember who's running these companies. It is the government. Yes, in it, China, it absolutely is. In and China. and. And the Democratic, Democratic Republic of Congo, which, by the way, the two are very synonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could almost paint the Democratic Republic of Congo as a satellite. Yeah, which which is also why this whole anti-capitalist bend in this documentary doesn't Makes, make sense at all. Because this is not capitalism. This is government tyranny. Absolutely. Yeah, the DRC so, is in bed with, with the China government. Mm-hmm. DRC with the PRC. I mean, Go figure. But I, I, I want to I get one more point from you before moving on. Okay. Are we culpable as a nation for taking part on a regular basis, not not by once, shame on me, I realize that you made a mistake, but as a nation, are we culpable? If we're holding ourselves to the standard, yes. We are 
and we should find a way to work around it. There is an element of practicality that has to be taken into account because... There's no way tomorrow that... Let me be really clear. I can't do without my computer. If I threw away my computer, I stopped driving a car, I took off my shirt and my boots and walked in the street half naked, I wouldn't be able to do much. Not only would you probably die of exposure, you would then die of starvation or your family would die of starvation. If you did that, we'd probably come and lock you up too, John Arthur. You could (laughs) almost call this a peculiar institution, couldn't you? The words that George Washington used for slavery. He didn't he didn't appreciate it, but it was something that was going on. So much like that slavery, we need to start to look at how to conquer it today. I want to move over to the chair of politics and I want to frame this question because we already talked about tariffs, mm-hmm. about holding countries economically accountable for the abuse of their people. What role does the United States government have with our companies, if any, when they purchase materials, when they source labor? Are there things that our government can do to those companies that is a godly ethical response? Boy. Welcome to the broadcast, Charlie. <laughs> so Just there, light. There's a deep end. Let me, well, let me ball you up let and me, chuck you in. Uh, I, so can we come back to that in a moment? I, yeah. I want to build on something that, that you guys were just talking about, though. And John Arthur, I think you've hit a question that is so huge in the world today, and especially in the political realm, because... To, your question was, are we culpable? That is a phenomenal question. And it, it, it really makes you, I know there's people on both sides. There's some that are, yeah, we are, we are, we are. And there's some, give, give it our rest. We are not. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, as Christians, what is the proper response there? Are we to be the police of the world? Hmm. Are we to do what the Bible says in standing up for those that are oppressed? Hello? These are phenomenal questions. And, and I don't know as they're, they're quite so easily answered. Now, the question you just asked. The answer to those two is yes and yes, but be wise about it. Okay. The, the, go ahead. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer's ready to no, jump. No, I was Jennifer, just going to say right, that, that be wise about it. So, that's a rabbit That's hole. a little bit of a summary. Of, it, of what is. That, that, that is a huge rabbit hole. And yeah. by the way, I don't pretend mm-hmm. to be an expert on that. I right. have my opinions. Exactly. And I'm like not saying we should delve into that very question mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yeah. Now, to, to go to what you were talking about a moment ago, would you rephrase that question or let repeat me, that question? Let me ask you it in this way. When we send our manufacturing overseas the reason we do that as someone who works and has worked in this world this aspect the technology world you're doing it for economic reasons and they are purely economical uh, and maybe even well politically motivated 
kidney. All, all, potentially, yeah. Yep. We, we, we can leave certain former vice presidents out of this. Yeah. Um, but, and his children. But, uh, <laughs> I digress. When you set up a tax system so that it taxes the people at home, but not the folks who are creating industry abroad in hostile countries is our government stepping outside of its authority or rather let me not say authority it's prescribed ordained role to favor certain individuals when they move industry out of america for economic reasons and we do not penalize by tax that stuff coming back in yeah that you, you might have felt like you teed that up for me. And I'll tell you, that it's a deep one. It is a really deep one. I think for, for us in America, and, and I'm, I'm coming from the chair of politics, politically, as, as Christians, I don't think we should be so consumed. I don't know how we can be so consumed with things that are happening in the international world. Sometimes they're, they're out of our realm of understanding. However, with China especially when you look at the sweatshops that are going on there, I think that's where we need to take the steps. It's an unfair advantage. And what we're yes. doing is, is we're not tariffing those incoming yep. goods that were created with slave labor. Yep. So you're now competing. American shops, American t-shirt company is going to compete with someone who is being paid not $10 an hour, not $15 an hour, one cent or five cents an hour. That's that's where we do need to stand up and, and say, no, we're not going to participate in that or do as you say, put the tariff on it. And I think that's what Trump was all about when he took office. He was he was good with raising tariffs on, on different countries, bringing the, the goods in. I think that was an appropriate thing. However, I have to also wonder, is there a potentially different avenue to address this particular issue? And I think that's the kind of question we should be asking. How when, so? Well, is there something that we can do to put a country like China in the crosshairs and say, you're going to knock this off? I think there's about a hundred things that we can do or more, and every single little chink yep. will help. And, and I would agree with that. That's why I'm a big. Uh, I, I, this is not. It's not a podcast about tariffs. But like right. I said earlier, this country was originally founded to run off tariffs so that the taxes did not come on the working people, the working class of the United States. It went on to larger groups, businesses, or organizations or people that were importing foreign goods because they were in competition. To American citizens, and that's where we've really skewed. Whereas instead our we've taxed, we've taxed yeah. the citizens, and we've allowed these rich individuals who have more political sway to go ahead and. I th th this question is so it, it's his own podcast. It's a tough one. It's a it's tough his one. Own podcast. I do agree, though, with with the um, the putting on of taxes or tariffs for incoming goods. There's. I have no problem with that. If 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 American companies are taking advantage along yeah. with the Chinese, maybe we should consider it. moving on to the chair of yeah. culture.
Now <laughs> you're raring good, to go. Good, I don't good, even. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't know that I I'm have to ask you. Over here, y'all. <clears throat> go ahead. This issue on the tariffs. Now you got something on your mind there. I sure do. Um, there's a section on in that one part that we were bringing up uh, on that little video that we've got on that's put down in the bottom of the podcast down there that you can look up. It's a 52 minute little deal, I believe, or 56. Mm-hmm. And near the closer to the end part of it, there's a part where they talk to um, <clears throat> Microsoft guy, Bill Gates. And they're putting him on the spot about asking him about this child labor and the different cobalt stuff and all of these things that are going on that's going on in China. And he sits there and what happens, a person gets up and is saying, no, this is not about this. This is about his foundation. You can't ask these questions. You know, he's got a handler that jumps up and tells this journalist, he cannot ask these questions. It's only about the foundation. And Bill Gates says, look, I'm only a person that's just in it. I don't work for Microsoft. <laughs> he blows them off and takes no responsibility for anything and says, I'm not an employee. I don't work there. So here he is who founded Microsoft. Mr. The guy that founded it became a billionaire off of Microsoft who buys this company that is hiring all of these child laborers and these people that are dying from all of these arsenic, lithium, strontium in this one town, this whole town's dying off. And he's going to say, oh, I don't have anything to do with that. I'm not taking responsibility whatsoever. But yet he's making billions of dollars off of it. The, 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 one, the one incident we're, we're referring to is actually about the cobalt miners in Republic of Congo and, 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 and in general. And, and I actually didn't care for this journalist's reaction, but Gates's reaction is also telling or, you know, the, the, the journalist's tack was awful. Yes. It was awful. But Gates's reaction was telling he was there for philanthropy. And this guy says five people just died in a, in a mine. And this happens every day in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Does this fit your does this meet your personal standards? And I think that should that have been question, an easy. No, that, that's a question that is a legit question and should have been answered. That, that, that should have been an easy. No. Do you see what I'm doing here? I'm here trying to help kids. I, I'm sorry. Let's let's look at it. I can't fix all the world's ills in one day. Don't expect me to, but I'll see what I can do about this. You know, I have a thousand people coming to me a day asking for a handout. I'm Bill Gates. But I yeah. could do, you know, let me see what I can. Let me ask someone to look at it. He could have said anything like that. But like all of his other reactions, like his reaction to Jeffrey Epstein, does do y'all remember his re- reaction to that reporter asking about his I, I relationship with Epstein? He just goes, well, they, they said, do you regret your relationship with him? He goes, well, it was a long time ago. <laughs> that's, that's pretty telling. That's an that, easy that, response. 
That's an easier response. He's got this dead fish look on his face the whole time. He's being asked this question about these people dying in these mines. He's got this dead fish. It's like, I don't But you care. know, John Arthur, that, this situation right here that you're, you're talking about is absolutely one that I, I think is why I was having such a difficult time answering. Because when you look at this, what can we do to mitigate that, to, so, to eliminate that? That's a good question, and there are answers to that, and it starts in small steps. Uh, you're, you're not going to be able to pay a Chinese laborer $15 an hour. Sorry, it's not happening, but it's also a different world over there. Yes. There are people that I've met who are in industry over there, and whether you want to believe them or not, you know, they hire out whole factories. But some of these guys will say, look, I've gone to every factory that I hire and I walk it. And I walk it. I say, this is the living conditions. You fix it. This is this. You, you make it livable. You bring it up to this standard or I will not invest in your company. And this American venture capitalist who said this. That's a good start. That's a, that's a really good start. Well, I mean, you know, people are looking at China and expecting it to look like, or or any country in Africa and expecting it to look like modern day America. That's crazy and, and, too. And people are thinking like, what, did we not have the industrial revolution? This is, there are growing pains when you go from where some something like Africa is at to where we are today. Yes. That doesn't happen overnight. You can't artificially just impose that right. on people. Exactly. They don't have the infrastructure. They, they, Nothing is ready for them to look like modern Western countries. Now, mm -hmm. we can facilitate that, make it as quick and painless as possible, but it's not going to go from five cents to $15 an hour living wage, an apartment with three TVs, two cars, and smartphones. But when a mine collapses, at least don't bury it with unmarked graves and pretend it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm. we start to reconsider our mining practices. You have people bracing with, with minimal, minimal wood bracing. Mm -hmm. And this is an operation that is supporting a multi-trillion dollar industry. I'm sorry, when you're making uh, some of these different materials, when you're refining neodymium, when you're mining it and refining it, as a multi multi billion dollar industry. What was the 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 cobalt um, in those people's blood there in that town? Was it five times or ten times higher I, than I don't remember, but it's it, it was it was absolutely staggering. You see birth yeah. defects that are tremendous. The the point is there are practical things that we can do to vastly improve what's going on in these factories and mines without it being so ridiculously off the wall. Uh, like having better bracing in the mines would be in of infinitely more value than just like handing them all like Starbucks. Yeah. Right. But like, you know, so I think in, in this goes to the, the issue of, of what we can do as individuals. So I'm going to step on this from a cultural perspective. Do we have to purchase items from a particular country? The answer is no. The thing is, we have to have the stomach to make that sacrifice ourselves. Other people on the other side of the planet are making sacrifices just to get by. And when we buy the things coming from those places, we consistently perpetuate that situation. So 
there there are some things that we can do as consumers. There are some things that we can buy. It's hard though. It's becoming harder and harder, yes, and that's is. where it becomes a political issue. Yep. So we're 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 coming up to the end of our time today, and but I want to before I go around the room, I'm going to throw this to the chair of politics. When you're dealing on an international stage, if we have a free market solution that it basically involves leveling the play of playing field. Mm-hmm. Should we be voting for candidates who are trying to put economic pressures on China for a better life for its citizens? Should that be on our list? Should that be on our plank? Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I'm not going to mention any former vice presidents here, but certain people actively, they, they not only are actively involved in China. I mean, Mitch McConnell is married to a to a former Chinese yeah. minister of yep. whatever. Mm, yeah. uh, but wait, he's a Republican. Uh huh. Wait, what? A, re- a Republican or a, a Democrat? <laughs> you know, I mean, they're the same. So what we need to do is we need to start Toronto holding our politicians accountable. <laughs> Absolutely. When we can, we need to make the. I'm not talking about the goat cheese versus the 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 uh, fat cheese that is made from tofu. No, no, no. I'm saying make the actual responsible choice. If you can buy something that is made in Europe, made in America under, cru- I'm going to say it, it hurts me, cruelty-free conditions, that's a better pick. Yep. Moving around the room just and to wrap it up for the day. That. Put it up in a bow, wrap it up. Theologically, what's our responsibility when we're purchasing stuff from people who use unjust measures? Our responsibility is, as Charlie said, to be willing to make sacrifices. I mean, that's quintessential to the Christian life, not only spiritually, but financially. You know, it's tariffs aren't going to happen overnight. We may have to take a financial hit in order to yes. avoid some of these products. And that will happen. It will. And, and like we touched on earlier, there is practicality. If you want to have a job, you can't not have a smartphone. But there's other things besides smartphones that you can change. Yeah. And we we got to take the time and we got to be willing to take the hit. Be mindful. Yeah. Living to the chair of politics, what can we do politically? I've already kind of put a point on it. but Yeah, we, we need to pressure our leaders. Um, and and I, I want to just emphasize that point that Jennifer was making. We need to, we need to pressure ourselves to, to do what's right. You know, and, and I'm, look... I'm not here pointing fingers. I got stuff made from China in my mm-hmm. in my house too, but I'm wearing we've, it. We've we've got yeah. to we we have got to be more cognizant and conscientious of what we're trying to accomplish and sacrifice has got to be part of it. Absolutely. Moving over to the chair of culture, when we stop caring, when we become dead to the issues that other people i have to admit i started watching these and i i I almost felt myself starting to do it and then it's overwhelming you you get deadened Mm -hmm. what kind of culture do we need to inculcate in the church or when we for when it comes to reaching out to others and important more importantly being responsible with our money being responsible voting with our wallet i you know it it's always been said you know your your heart and your desires lie where you spend your money. And, you know, if you're looking at your money is you first take out your money 
for the Lord. First thing you do, boom. Okay, we know where your heart desires because your first thing you do, we know the first thing is what you're going to do. You take that percentage out and that part goes to the Lord because we know if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be doing and wouldn't have what we've got, period. There's no if or ands or buts about it. And then we take that and we use the rest of that for our family, take care of our responsibilities, and then we use the rest of it for other things, whether we want to spend it on other things for the church, for our family, for things for ourselves or others, whether we want to give it to ministries. You know, there's there's right a there, moderate of things that we can do that right with there our money. Is the, you hit on it, you hit on it, you hit on it. Chair of economics, it's a good segue. <laughs> If you are funding indigenous missions in China, you know what's really going to change the situation in China? A change in heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So indigenous missions, make sure that we're mindful about what we're doing. Remember, why are we on this earth? It is to share the gospel and love of Christ. So Not just share the gospel, but create disciples. disciples. Amen and amen. Amen. So, with that said, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this podcast, like, comment, share, subscribe. If you have something that you want to put down in the comment section, provokedtoreason.com. Go ahead and put it down there. Tell us what argument we missed, uh, what angle we missed, and from which chair you're arguing from. If you didn't like this podcast, I hope you have a nice day. You're wrong. We love you anyway. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, all right, all right. So if you're still there, one more thing for you. Moving around the room, what is your favorite thing that is probably made in China and could you deal without it? Jennifer. Favorite thing? I mean, smartphones, laptops, computers, hello. All the above. That's probably. Technology. I would say it's my iPad, but you know, computer. It's along that area. Yep, electronics. Yeah, I could deal without a lot of electronics. TVs. You know, those sorts of things. Man, send me to my dear lease. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so put in the but, comment section down there what your favorite thing is. But I still need is. my, my, my four-wheeler. <laughs> that needs to be oh, okay. replaced. Four-wheelers can be made all in America. Yep. Get a hey, Honda. Yes. Get a Honda. They got a lot of stuff in the States. Oh, if Winston were here, he'd have something oh, to say. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. With that said, we love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. Don't kiss the microphone. Oh.